It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode eight, Taking a Risk. All right, good morning, good afternoon, happy plant time, commute. Uh, I am Mike Principal, extraordinaire, out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a Title I specialist from Mesa, Arizona. And we are stoked to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we discuss the idea of taking that punk rock mindset, the ethos of punk rock, passion, unity, DIY, and sprinkling it throughout your school, throughout your classroom, so that we can make the best place ever for students to learn. Yeah, it's all right. It's, o- it's okay if you're at that age now where you wash your hoodie every time or every other time you wear it, not when you were in, you know, growing up in high school, wearing the same thing for, I don't know, a month, two months without it touching the washing machine. Yeah. We're you can still be here. punk rock. <laughs> You're still punk rock. We're all punks here at the punk rock classroom podcast. Uh, you say this as I'm wearing a pristine white hoodie that I never, I like I, I was, this is you're, a, you're brave, man. I, and we even, we went and had breakfast <laughs> this morning. So it was very brave for that, for the very white hoodie I have on. Yeah. Uh, I don't buy white anymore. Yeah. I'm like a kid. I, I just can't do it. This was such a rad don't sleep hoodie that I had to, I had to get it, but I'm like, Oh, it's, it's white. What if I, what if it gets something on it? So I'm very careful whenever I wear it. Uh, but we're glad you're here today, folks. Cause Mike and I are talking about this concept, uh, the idea of risk taking, taking risks, yeah. whether you're a, uh, a classroom educator or you're, you know, an educator in the building or you're a school leader, how do we go about, taking risks ourselves. What's the benefit to that? How do we do that? And then how do we encourage the kids in our building to take those risks? If you're a school leader, how do you encourage your staff to take those risks? So let's, let's dive into this idea. I mean, Mike, what's more punk rock than uh, only knowing how to play two chords and saying, yeah, we can do a show. Right. right? Like got this. that's, that's super, that's this punk rock mindset of like, I don't really know how to make a magazine, but I'm going to put one together and I'm going to do it. Right. I don't really know what it means to be a photographer, but I'm going to take my camera and I'm going to take some pictures of the band at the show and I'm going to share them everywhere. Right. Like, I don't really know what right. it means to record an album, but heck if I'm not going to use a tape deck and a microphone and make it happen <laughs> in my garage. Right. So that this idea of taking a risk, I feel is incredibly punk rock. Um, and as a school leader, what do you see as the benefit for your staff and your students when we take risks in our buildings? I mean, the number one thing when the staff take, takes risks, man, it's that they're not going to do, you know, the same old thing that they've always done. Because yeah. like, it's, easy, it's easy in education, like to get stuck in, in the rut and like, well, this is what I've always done. This right. is how I've always taught this lesson. This is how I've always approached these kids. And when you take risks... You know, obviously it's staff's going to, because we've done a lot of this on our campus, you know, the staff's going to enjoy bringing like some, you know, flair and excitement and stuff to their lessons. But at the same time, when you see something's not working or you, you see a kid that needs a different kind of help or intervention, knowing that, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try something. And right. If, if this works great, if it doesn't, well, then we'll scratch it. But I need to help this kid get him to, you know, whatever level or and, and by constantly taking risks. And the key is having that support from and we talk about, you know, you have your crew, you got that support from your fellow colleagues, your administration and even the kids, because you need your students to to right. support you and know, like, 
what you're doing is in their best interest, their best interest in yours. Um, it's just going to help move everyone forward. But at the same time, it makes, you know, there's so many fa- factors of taking risks to yeah. everyone wanting to be there, you know, having excitement, having those, those connections to the learning, because it's not just the dull, I'm listening to Mr. Buckley in the it's, front of the classroom. Yeah, it's just not the, I mean, yeah. It's not the worksheet. It's not the drill and kill. Right. It's, I, yeah, for sure. And, and I think you're right. You, you had mentioned this idea of like having the support of your administrator. And I, and I think that's a really key thing. Um, we just, you know, th- this is timely for us to talk about this. And it came up, you and I were like, oh, what are we going to talk about on the show? But um, last week we we did a little uh, professional development on campus. We, we talked about what it's like to create a classroom where risk taking is accepted, right? Yeah, yeah. And and we read we read a little bit bit uh, from a book called Hacking Project Based Learning, and one of the yeah. early one of the early chapters is about like creating a classroom of risk takers, right? Like, yeah. how do you do that? And and I think one of the key things, and I asked we asked all of our staff members like before we really got into it, the two sort of what two questions to talk about at your table was. What does it mean to take a what does it mean to take risks in your school? And what does it look like when kids take risks in your classroom? Right. Like that was their thing. And teachers said one of the things that it means is like you have the support of your administrator to try new things. Right. right? That's that's one of those key things that if you're a school leader, you have to let your staff know that you're cool with them trying new stuff, you know, that you're you're excited when they find something exciting that they want to try with their kids, right? Right. And you have to be able to go like, yeah, let's see what works. Right. As a school leader, they have to know that that you have their back. And if something, you know, if something maybe doesn't work or doesn't maybe get you the 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 results that you're you were hoping for, that you as a leader aren't going to go like, nope, sorry, man, that sucks. You're in trouble because you right. tried this new, you know, you tried this this new lesson with your students or you thought you, you know you would do this thing. Um and Teachers have to feel comfortable taking those risks. And that comes from the relationships that you build as a, as a school leader. And then that helps them feel more comfortable doing the same thing with the kids in their classroom. Right. And you, you, you know? said it. And, and I was going to say it's, it comes back to relationships. And also as a school leader, like you, you have to model risk taking as well, because right. it's easy. It's easy for me to go and say, Hey guys, take a risk, take some risk, do something cool. And, but then when I'm doing the same thing that I've always done or leading in the quote unquote stereotypical principal way, you know, yeah, no one's going to believe and feel safe. So, I mean, we've, it, it, you know, it, it takes time as with everything. I mean, I've been on my campus for eight years and, you know, I, we've probably talked about on the, on the show before, um, like all the, uh, the comfort zone lessons we had people do when they hit and, it wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't been and my assistant principal hadn't been showing them leading up to February, you know, when we, when we really implemented those out of your comfort zone lessons, us taking risks throughout the, the school year. And it's, it's important because we have, the kids have to see us take risks. The kids have to see us fail sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. To know sure. we're not perfect. And when I taught, you know, I taught middle, uh, middle school ELA. I had every kid, they had, um, they had to get a, you know, a notebook for class and it wasn't to, to take notes or anything like that. It was, I called it my, the risk notebook. 
And when we would have discussions and things, I would tell the kids, Hey, you're not sure of an answer. You don't know um, if it's really the right direction or you're interpreting, you know, the, the story, the, the right way, put it in your risk notebook and right or wrong, you know, it doesn't matter. I still want everyone to be able to give me a response. Right. So then we'd have those discussions and it, you know, at first, obviously with sixth, seventh and eighth graders, like anything, any type of classroom procedure, like we had to build a relationship and they had to understand that this was a safe, trusting uh, yeah, my yeah. room. But yeah, kids got to the point where they're like, oh, hey, this is my wrist notebook. So, and they just, they would share it. And they, they didn't care if it was completely wrong or off the wall, but it let us know like, all right, hey, well, let's talk through it now. And other kids would chime in and be like, so it's, it's we can't keep schools like this place where right. the adults are seen as perfectionists or we know all. You right. Know. We were listening. We, we listened to this uh, video clip from uh, Ken Robinson talking about mm-hmm. um, how schools can crush creativity. Right. Right. Um, because we we create a space where where failure is punished and risk taking is punished. Right. Right. Instead of creating spaces where kids can try things and kids can see if something works, we go like, nope, there's only one way to do it. And this is the way to do it. And you did it wrong. Right. Right. And, right. and instead of allowing kids to sort of explore and allowing kids to go like, this is the thing, this is how I want to show how I learned that this is how I solve this math right. problem. This is how I, you know, am processing the, you know, the way to think through this, um, challenge or whatever it is. And, 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 and what we have to do is we, we have to create, you said those relationships with kids. Cause when we build those relationships with students and they know that, that we were with them. Right. And so that we can go, Hey, it's okay. Let's try it and yeah. see what works. Right. And right. kids, kids feel better about, like you just said, sharing in class, they're more apt to give their answer. If we create spaces where we applaud risk-taking, Right. Um, I, you know, we're in, we're an avid campus and I love going into classrooms in, in, in my campus and, and hearing teachers go like, all right, everybody give it up for, you know, for a student, let's do a the, whatever avid cheer that they're doing that time, right. Yeah, in their yeah. classroom to like give a celebration to a student who stood up, who shared their idea, who shared what they were doing in class. Um, and I was, I was with a, a student teacher on Friday and we were going through classrooms. I was whisper coaching him through, um, you know, we're trying to, he's, you know, trying to figure out what grade level is going to work for him as an educator. Right. And that's a tough right, thing right. to do. Right. Yeah. Especially an elementary campus when you've got kindergarten all the way to sixth grade and every, such a range, every man. grade has its differences and all that. So we were going through classrooms and, um, we were in one room and, and we were talking about this teacher who continually was just walking around her classroom and asking questions of her students while they were, while they were reading and learning stuff. And yeah. he was like, she didn't stop. And I'm like, yes. And while she was talking, I said, did you notice that like that student didn't have the right answer, but what did she say to that student? And he's like, oh, he told that student, like, hold on to that. We'll come back to that idea. You've got this part of it, right? right. Let's come back to that. And, and he was like, He's like, for me, it's sometimes I don't think about it that way. I just think about like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Right. I said, but that's the difference between sort of like telling a student like, nope, that's not right. But right. And or saying like, no, you're wrong. And moving on to the next one, like giving that student that that no, but right. Or not yet. Hold on to that idea. And he's like, he's like, well, I have trouble sometimes like in math because math is so step based and we're talking about long division and 
What if they say that the next step is this, but it's really that? I said, well, if that steps two down the road, tell that kid, no, you're almost there. We've got one thing to do before we get there. I'm coming right back to you, right? right? Hold that thought. Does anybody know what comes before what Matt just said or what, you know, whatever your student just said that way they can, they know that they know something about the process. They can share that part of the process. You can celebrate them for that part of the process. Um, And it's really about, it's really about like kids are going to have wrong answers, but it's how do we, how do we treat those wrong answers? Well, and, and right? I've, I've been in some amazing classrooms where you could tell the culture that the teacher has established with their students. And I've seen this, I've seen this happen in kindergarten rooms all the way to, you know, eighth grade rooms when I was in AP, the middle school. So it's not just, oh, so that's only the older kids. Cause you know, right. you see that sometimes too. Like, I can never do this with kindergarten or first grade. Yes, you can. But I've seen rooms where they're having a discussion. And just like you said, a kid maybe has the third step down the line for whatever the math problem is. And the teacher, you know, obviously like, okay, hold on to that. You know, we're going to get there. But when all of the students then start to help out and have a conversation where, um, right. Like they, they understand you could just feel in the room, the kids understand that they're in charge of their learning and they are all at different spots, but they're going to help push their, their peers further you know no one's laughing at someone we've been in those rooms someone says the wrong answer kids laugh at them it's i don't want to say a toxic environment but that's not an environment conducive to learning but you got these environments where you might have your you know brain your your kid who's just super smart and they're gonna they see a peer is kind of struggling on a part of the math problem or whatever yeah and they're gonna help explain it we're it comes down, you know, to the evaluation, you know, we, the Danielson evaluation where yeah. you really want the teacher to serve as a facilitator and right. let these kids know, Hey, let, let's help each other get to right. the end goal. And, and, and that's a, and that's a classroom where there's, where there's risk-taking. And I think another way that, that, that we sort of inch, the other way that we could, we kind of make that happen is we have to build, it's not just like the, the conversations you have in class, but it's like, what does your classroom look like? How is your class designed? Is it designed for students to be able to explore and try new things? Or is it designed in that rows facing straight? And this is the way we do it. I was a teacher. um, You know, I had 35 kids in class most years, if not a little more 18 year olds, 17 year olds in my classroom. They take up a lot of space. But I had, I had trained my students to move desks all over the place, right? Like, Hey, today we're in U shape. And then kids, we would build what that classroom looked like. And we look, we only have 52 minutes in class. So we got to move quick to get it into that shape. Right. Or it was all right. Shoulder up, scoot your desk together. Or I tell them like square up kids. And that's a, you know, it's a goofy thing to say because it's like, let's fight. Right. Right. (laughs) I would tell my students, all right, everybody, we're squaring up and they would move their desks. They all knew how to arrange their stuff. Like you have to create that space in your classroom where they feel comfortable knowing that they can move around and they can work with each other and they can talk to each other. They can share things I, every year. And I've talked about this on the show before I started my classroom with, with Buckley Boot Camp, Right. Yeah, and we yeah. just, we just did communication games and games where we got to talk to each other and, and like try to figure things out together. 
Right. Right. And, and I always used to do this that we used to do password was one of the games we would do. Right. And I always, I would always put like a goofy word in password. Like one year it was <laughs> one year it was like diarrhea and another yeah. word it was. And, and the, the point was like, kids would have to get the other kid to guess what the word was without, without saying, you know, with a clues right, right. or whatever it was. And I would always go like after that, I'm like, okay, so here's the deal guys. When I ask you to talk about, you know, uh, when I ask you to talk about democracy or I'm asking you to talk about, you know, um, setting up your budget as the federal government, I know you can do it because you just talk to your, you just talk to your partner about diarrhea. So if you can talk to your partner about diarrhea, we can talk to our partner about, you know, about this stuff and, and, just building that space where kids felt comfortable to, to talk and learn and do. And I remember I, I did some AP training um, with uh, Jacob Clifford uh, for economics. And he has this thing called ACDC economics. If you're an economics teacher, you should go check it out. I think he also does government. If you're an AP government teacher, he has a ton of resources and that's where I kind of like yifed some of that beginning of the year activity stuff from. But he also does this thing when kids are, are working, you have to like, you have to allow your kids to have a little fun too. If we want to have yeah, risk taking, sure. if we want to have risk taking classrooms, we just can't be, you know, stone cold, straight faced in that right. classroom. We have to have a little bit of fun. And it really is about building space for students to try and talk and discuss and do. Then they feel more comfortable when they have to do the hard stuff. Right. It, it can't just be, it can't just be, no, you're doing this because I'm the teacher and I said, you're doing it. Right. Right. It doesn't work as an administrator. Right. If you want, if you want teachers to leave your building, <laughs> be a jerk. Right. 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 I, exactly. I teach, I teach in a district with 50 some elementary schools. Every year we have open transfer process. Right. Right. So if you want to lose teachers on your campus, be a jerk and push them away. Right. Right. Or you could be an administrator who allows folks to try new things, gives them some autonomy, lets them work in teams and develop cool, new, exciting things for kids to do. And you celebrate the hell out of that because then the grade who isn't sure if they want to do that sees the success that the third grade team is having. And they're like, well, I want to try that. Right. Yeah. Like I want to give that a go. And it comes down to like, you know, our staff knows They're going to they know that I can't be in every classroom at, at all at every time, especially this year. Um, so they want to share things out. And, and that's what you got to share it out with other people, because when when you start seeing other people, you know, taking a risk, I got teachers sending me pictures all the time. Like one of my fifth grade classrooms right now, she's teaching her kids. They're building a classroom quilt together. Every kid gets a square. Oh, that's awesome. They're, they're designing it with like, you know, fabric markers and whatnot. And she's showing them how to sew this quilt together. And I mean, think about all the things that this go with. I mean, you know, they get to be creative. They're, they're building community because they're all working together on this huge quilt. That's going to represent them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, so she's sending, sending me pictures of it because the day that one of the days they were working on it, I wasn't in the building. And uh, but sharing those things out, it helps show like somebody who may be on the fence of doing something like, oh, well, yeah. Look at Josh's class over here. Like, yeah, it- Earnshaw's tweeting it out and put it on Instagram. Like, obviously, he supports it. Like, I'm going to try it. You know, and the thing yeah. is, at my point, which is nice. Our staff doesn't even ask me anymore. 
You know, like it's just kind of ingrained in our culture. Like they know, go try it. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, we'll scratch it. Now you're not going to get in trouble. You know, they, they just do it now. And, we, and, and we're lucky on my campus this year, we've created this, you know, we have our thinker space on campus, which is a place mm-hmm. where I think it, it's a double-edged sword. And I'm going to talk about the positive, And then I'm going to talk about like what, what a repercussion could be if we don't foster this idea. We have teachers who never would have done some of this stuff in their classroom right? without this space. This gives right. them a place to go. We have a, a certified teacher who works with teachers in the thinkerspace, who helps them develop these lessons, who like helps put the stuff together for them to do these things. So there are teachers who never would have taken this risk, never would have taken this step to go have their kids learn more about gravity and centrifugal force. Right, right. And, and uh, like they're building tops, right? And nice. they wanted to see how fast they could get their top to spin. So they had to look at how much did it weigh? Is it balanced? All these different yeah. things. They're talking about rotation and they were talking about the solar system and, and the earth spinning and what does an axis look like? And so all the science stuff. And in your class, this teacher may before have done a virtual worksheet or may have right, had the kids right. draw, you know, this, that, or the other to represent it. But because we've built this space, where this teacher feels comfortable and supported to go to a different room and have her kids try this really cool way to learn about, you know, uh, centrifugal force and and balance and access and all these things. She's doing something that she never would have done before. What we have to do though, what we have to do as a campus, what, what we have to do is, is let people know that like, this isn't the only space that can happen. Well, that's one of the things too. And we, what and is really this can, yeah like this can happen in every room at any time it doesn't just have and to be in this room you know like you said too you know they're going somewhere that has a certified teacher that kind of is running this thinker space and and when we really started pushing these risk-taking lessons or what we call them the comfort zone yeah. lessons like i said team up with a team up with a colleague and don't i don't care it doesn't have to be someone on your grade level pick somebody that, you know, you want, you know, we do reading buddies all the time when the fifth and fourth grade go down to the kindergarten, like team ups with somebody, because sometimes, you know, obviously some educators, boom, they're going to jump right in. I got this and we're doing this, 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 some people who are still a little hesitant or not, not as comfortable when you've got that support of a colleague, like do it. And plus we got to find these kids need to to find ways just to, to collaborate with, the other other people than just the 30 that are in their room, you know what right. I mean? Right. So. Right. And, and we get, we get, uh, one of the nice things is that this year we've really embraced like trying these new things on campus. So we get invitations from teachers all the time to come check yeah. out and see what they're doing. Like, Oh, come see what I'm doing. Please right. come see that. You know, the kids really want to have you come in and, and right. watch them do this and check this out. And, you know, that's one of those things where like, as a, as a building leader, being available and letting people know that, yes, I want to see you try these things. Yeah. I, I want to be there. I want to celebrate with your kids. I want to congratulate them. I want to congratulate you. I want to celebrate that thing on this campus really helps people feel more comfortable trying that new thing. And when a teacher comes to you and goes like, I just don't know if the kids got exactly what I want them to get out of it. You have that conversation about, but what did they get out of it? Yeah. What did they learn? And is there, is there a standard that you missed and how can we build on that? Right. But it, and, and always... was it, and was it about, maybe you didn't hit 
all six standards you didn't want to hit, but you hit four of them. That's awesome. Right. right? The kids had fun. So the next time that you want them to learn something, they're there for you. Right. They're, they're learning so much more than standards sometimes. Right. I mean, they're learning things that they need to just be successful when they leave school. You know, right. We've started this. We started this thing in our district, the the portrait of a graduate, where we talk about what are the what are the attributes that we want kids to have. Right. And like creative thinker and problem solver. Right. Like critical thinking and collaboration and community contributors. And we are hitting those every time we take risks. Every time we try something new, every time we do that, we're letting kids be critical thinkers. We're letting kids be problem solvers. We're letting kids like collaborate and build things together. And that those are the skills that when kids get out into their communities that they need to to build better spaces. And we have to build those spaces for them in our buildings. Right. Exactly. So Mike, what else? Anything else you want to share on risk taking before we before we wrap this bad? No, up? I mean you you finished that your last statement right there. I mean, I think so many, and I I'm I do think that a lot of schools and campuses are getting away from getting away from. Okay, I need to do all these teach you all these standards and and skills that you're going to be assessed on the state assessment or our local assessments we do. And those are also there, but a lot of schools with these thinker spaces and, you know, the addition of steam are more getting, taking on the mindset that we're here not to get great test scores come March, which yes, that's a goal. We need to have that, but more we're preparing our kids for life. So when they leave us, like you said, they can do whatever they want to do. They can, change the world for the better, you know? Right. Right. So it would not be the punk rock classrooms podcast folks. If Mike and I did not share what we've been listening to Earnshaw, your Spotify list. I know it hits you. It told you what you've been listening to this. It told you what you've been your top listens. So what have you been listening to, man? Have you found something new this week? Are you listening to something old? Have you broken out all of those holiday punk rock albums to listen to what's going on? (laughs) I haven't busted those out yet. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've been, I've been listening to you. You sent me the link for that urethane record. Oh, that's a good one. So I've been, I've been digging that a lot, listening to that. But I actually um, have gone back. Well, I'm trying to finalize my list for our, our top five <laughs> records. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of Turnstile again. Um, but actually, I've, I've gone back to some old Good Riddance records oh, recently. Yeah, nice. I, I was, I was going, I was on a run the other day and I just had my, marathon playlist and good runs came out i was like ah so then i just kind of been throwing those on uh when i've been driving so what about you All right uh so a couple albums came out uh i've been listening to the new method of doubt record came out it's good good hardcore broken vow came out with a little ep that's been really good those are two kind of albums but i'm, I'm gonna this is the it's december mike and then i uh-huh. had i broke out my uh toaster's uh, Christmas ska <laughs> album. Uh, so nice. the Toasters Christmas ska came out, and it's some some uh, ska, you know, What's wonderful toasters? tunes. The Toasters, right? Yeah. It's it's Sleigh Ride, Winter Wonderland, right. all those sort of like tunes, but with that reggae ska feel. And so nice. you know, it's just I don't I don't really I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not really a big Christmas music guy. I'm not really a big yeah, holiday neither. music me person. Neither. But there's a couple albums. I'm like, okay, I can, I can do it for this. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So that, that's been, that's, that's been what I've been listening to. Nice. All right, 
folks, we want to thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can find uh, episodes, show notes, you can find blogs, you can find some poetry, you can find the merch table all over at the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. You can listen to this podcast like you are right now on whatever favorite podcast app you use. But if you're like, man, I'm listening to this on Apple Podcasts and I'd rather go listen to it on Spotify, guess what? You can. If you found us on, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud and you're like, I don't really want to listen to SoundCloud, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or you can find us on Spotify. So find the platform that works for you. I've recently turned all of my podcast listening over to Spotify. So I just listen to everything all on on one thing. I get frustrated when a podcast I like is not on Spotify. I'm like, ah, come on. Right. Um, Right. But um, you can find us in all those places uh, on the social media. Mike, I, Mike, myself, and the podcast, we all have the same handles on both Instagram and Twitter. So yeah. easy to find. You can find the show at Punk Classrooms on both of those. You can find Mike at Mike R. Earnshaw, and you can find me at Josh R. Buckley. We love to hear from you. We love to see what the crew is up to. We love to have you share stuff with us. One of the most, one of the coolest things is uh, when folks go like, hey, Punk Rock Classrooms, check out what, what we did in class today or if you want to share music with us if you want to share what you what your students are up to if you want to share with us tell us how you're taking a risk what's happening in your classroom what are you having your teachers do to help them take risks share it with us uh you can send us a direct message you can tag us at punk uh, at punk classrooms on any of those things you can also send us a message punkrockclassrooms at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um yeah man i hope i hope you all have a fantastic week mike and i are super stoked And uh, you know what, Mike? We'll see see him at the the show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow. And the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode. It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode eight, Taking Risks. Why is that so loud? It's a Punk Rock Classrooms pod. Why is it just peaking? It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode... Nope. It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode eight, Taking Risks. It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode eight, Taking Risks.